Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome back to Insane in the Membrane. Greetings, one and all. Good to be back. How are you? Hope you're well. Thank you to everybody who tuned in for our uh, Pride Month non-binary podcast takeover. Um, it was, it's been a huge success, and I learned so much from every conversation, as I always do. But so many things I learned, and um, just like to apologise as well. This might sound a bit echoey. I'm actually sat in my lounge, which is uh, it's got wooden floors, so that's why it sounds like I'm in a I'm in a big empty room but I'm not it's in my lounge while I'm recording this because unfortunately producer Paul was struck down with the old Rona but he's alright he's on the mend he's alright he's okay don't you worry about that he'll be back in full effect very soon God bless God speed producer Paul um, before we begin there's a reminder that we're planning more live events including some free ones for priority access to live stream and in real life tickets I'm getting used to that as well IRL um, pop your email address into our mailing list now at darkhorsedigital.co.uk and we will inform you about all the gigs and all the special things that we've got going on and we've got planned coming up for you. So do that for us. That'd be fantastic. Um, and we have to mention again our wonderful sponsors, the boys at Save Our Sales Clothing, uh, Stacey and Mark. Good lads doing good things, looking after us here at Insane in the Membrane. They're taking care of our merch and they've got their wonderful uh, garms themselves. Uh, so if you go to sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane and use the 15% discount code membrane, that will get you money off their range plus the, or plus money off the membrane tees and hoodies. So thanks to the boys for doing that. Ethically sourced clothing as well. Vegan friendly ink. What's not to love? Good lads. Love you boys. So we've also had uh, we also had a review five stars, brilliant, awesome podcast. Rich is an honest, genuine, and funny guy. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Damp Wales. That was via Apple Podcasts. Anyone listening to this, you want to drop us a um, a review? Yeah, please do so. Drop us a five star review yeah, because then that pushes us up the charts and that gets into that gets us into more people's ears and it just helps us out. Helps us get further up. So just you know, gets us out there a bit more. So do that for us. That'd be fantastic. Thank you very much. Big thank you to our Patreons as well for your continued support. We really do appreciate everything you do, helping us keep the lights on here at Membrane Towers. Thank you very much for that. Um, Also, it's July and our thoughts turn to festivals, finally. Finally, after the year and a bit that we've had and all the festivals getting shut down, Insane in the Membrane is off to Latitude. Oh yeah. I think the last time I was there, I watched Fatboy Slim. I had a great time. So get to Latitude. Come and see us. Um, we're gonna we'll let you know who's who we've got on as our guest. But my producer Paul and myself will be there. So come and say hello. Come and join in the fun. We talk we talk about mental health, but in a fun way. So come and do that. It's going to be brilliant. So anyway, back to this week's episode. We are now back to Insane in the Membrane, and we're kicking off with Fine Star with the wonderful musician that is Zach Abel. What a man, what a lovely dude. Producer Paul said to me, I think we should get this guy on. And then I was like, all right, so I did some investigating, and had a look. What? And the man is, is incredibly talented, wonderful singer, beautiful songs, and I, I really, I love his work. I think he's fantastic. And then we got him on the podcast, and he's a fantastic human being. We had such a great chat. It was really nice to talk. It's good to talk to people that 
and for different generations to get their understanding about all things mental health and how they see the world. You know, because like producer Paul and I, we, you know, we're older dudes. You know, I mean, and that you know, we we see things a little bit differently. So we want to talk to, if, by talking to different people about where they're at. We get more of an understanding about each other. So coming up in a bit is Zach Abel. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A podcast from producer Paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. I'm always this. I was saying this the other because I'm an older, I'm an old bloke, and I have conversations with people my age, and they're like, "Oh, there's no decent new music," and I'm like, "Well, you're not looking for it, you know. <laughs> you're not look, what, if you're not, if you're not going to look for it, it's not going to come and find you." And so it's. I always love it when I when I meet a new artist to me, and then you've got you've got this all this this wonderful work that you've done. Um, how, you when, did you, when did you when did you know? I mean, this is probably a question you get asked a thousand times, but when did you know? That you could that you you could sing. That you've got that wonderful voice. Well, firstly, thank you very much for the kind words. I appreciate it. Right. Um, my my, I think my mum was just very very encouraging uh, yeah. growing up, and um, yeah, just like whenever I sang, she was always uh, like encouraging, complimentary. And I think from a young age, when you've got that, you know, positive reinforcement from your parents, yeah, that's very useful. Um, and I think also at school, there were a couple like singing things like competitions. Um, and I was like, you know, what? Why, why not enter? And so I did that at a couple of like school things. And yeah, I guess getting that validation from my peers and, and teachers and stuff also helped um, me believe that I could sing. Of course. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting to use that. Yeah, that pos- positive affirmation from you, especially from your parents. That support is so important. Hmm. The, and is it, you know, not everybody has that, you know, it's, it's a very, it's, 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 you're lucky that you've got it. It's, it's yeah. amazing, you know? Um, and it, it's funny, isn't it? When you hear, cause you hear people singing, um, and you're like, oh, they're singing, they're having a nice time. But there is sometimes you'll hear someone and they'll have a, a voice. There's, there's just something, there's a tone or something that makes you just go, fuck, that's <laughs> next level. And that's what yours is. I was, there was, like I say, it was, I, I listened to it the other day and I was on the train coming down. And I was a bit stressed because I was like, oh, I've got to get there, I've got to get there. And then I, like, I just sat on the train, had a coffee, and I put my, head, put my headphones on, and I just put your stuff on. And I was immediately just like, ah, oh, this is this is fucking great, man. It's like a warm <laughs> bath. I was like, yeah, I'm having this. It's so chilled. <laughs> Thank it's lovely. You, and it's good. you know, and I think well, it's that that tune, uh, "Be Kind." And that, yeah. especially especially nowadays, you know, we've a lot of people will use that sort of hashtag. But mm. won't actually back it up, you mm. know. And that's you know that's it's, it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful song that you've put out, and to, to sort of underline that fact, you know, is that thank you. Uh, you know, it's nice that you're actually you know you're, you're made like like people are like I say they'll they'll use the hashtag, but they won't really they're not actually being kind. You know, they'll be they'll be next minute they're slagging someone off so on mm. on social media or something like that. Yeah. So it's nice that you know that you're it, there's a voice out there that's actually going, no no come on guys just you know. Let's do it. Let's be kind. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think. Um, I guess we, we've all we've all seen it 
when we look on social media, um, whether it's someone from, you know, a, a, who has a different viewpoint to us or um, someone with a different background to us, a different, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, a gender identity, like, yeah. as soon as there's something which others, someone else, those kind of be kind sensibilities kind of go out the window completely. And we think, ah, oh, okay, look, because this person is, is obviously a monster. Uh, yeah. I, I don't need to be kind to them anymore. And I think that, I, yeah, I just, I was seeing a lot of that and it really upset me because it just me, it just creates uh, a, a more and more kind of divisive world. And yeah. um, I wanted to try and be part of, of the solution in the, the tiny way that I can be. Um, yeah. And for me, that, that was, that was just by writing, be kind. That's brilliant, mate. It's br- and, that's, and there's the assumption as well that younger people aren't aware of what's going on. They're like, you know, you hear people. I hear people my age, and they're, you know, they're, you know, young people these days. You know, they do that thing when the next generation mm. sort of like slags off, not slags them off, but like, our oh, kids these days. You know, like, but, you, but <laughs> actually, younger people are more aware of what's going on than say people of my generation. You know, it seems to be younger people are making more. They're actually speaking up and saying stuff. You know. Whereas older people tend to be a bit like, ah, well, you know, I'm, I'm too old now or whatever, you know, or they're, they're becoming a little bit, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know. But they're, they're also wiser and maybe they understand that they're not going to change someone's mind on the internet. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you see that all the time, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, just the fighting and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just This comes up quite a lot on this podcast. Mm. The, yeah. You can't really, you can't really change the the big stuff. You know, there's stuff that's out of your control. What you can do is kind of take care of like your immediate sort of uh, uh, surroundings. So, mm. like you say, like be kind to the people around you. Hopefully, that spreads out. They'll be kind to the people around them, mm-hmm. and it spreads out that way. You know, that and that's really what you can do. You know, just screaming at each other on Twitter just ain't the way, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. And, and and I think that also it it breeds. Um, kind of uh extremism in in not in like let me explain myself basically if if, like say politically if you're very very left or you're very very right anyone who's somewhere in the middle is going to seem either very left or very right to the opposing side and and it can it definitely breeds this uh uh landscape where there is you're only really hearing from the people who are extreme on either side. And it means that what you see on, on Twitter especially is just very divisive. And it doesn't seem like there's very much understanding on either side. Um, that's just from like a, a political point of view. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's yeah, it's not necessarily the best, uh, the best place for sharing ideas. No, I know what you mean. And it's funny, like you say, there's more people that are kind of, you know, sort of not neither, neither left or right. You're kind of just... You're sort of plonked in the middle of all the shouting and you're like everyone look the world's fucked at the minute you know it's, <laughs> yeah. it's other, we should all be sort of like coming together and and trying to make you know trying to push it try to lift each other up out of this quagmire you know mm. and I, but I, I think there's more people like that than there are kind of like you say you but you hear the the shouting from the left and right more than you do the people in the middle going come on man 100 percent, and, and also it's, it's just a lot of the times people who don't quite know where they stand are a bit confused about something which and and they might want to ask questions but are probably a bit afraid of doing that or or trying to you know yeah they'll stay out of a conversation because they they don't want to be you know ridiculed ridiculed or abused online and i think that's a, a real shame yeah absolutely this is yeah and this is why this is why we do this podcast it's like a safe space to have these conversations and then people will listen in and go and and hopefully they'll get something from it they'll feel they'll they'll realize that they're not alone in their thoughts and feelings that they'll go oh actually there is there is there are conversations happening that aren't just shouting each other down you know yeah. and, and 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 doing that and you know and it's you know but this is you know and it's great to have you on zach i was really, <laughs> I was really looking forward to it really looking forward it's to good it. to be on man yeah nice one man um so like where did you grow up so i grew up in london i grew up right. in um in northwest london in hendon Oh, no, yeah. Um, and grew up just just me and my mum. My dad uh, was uh, always in Israel, so that's where he lived. Um, and 
he he wasn't very well, and so he uh, decided to stay in Israel, and and uh, it was just me and my mum in London, yeah. and I would see him maybe uh, once or twice a year, something like that. He was a lovely, lovely man. Just uh, was more of like a, an uncle than a dad, right. um, and uh, he passed away when I was twelve. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. That's all right. Um, and then yeah, I moved out by mum's when I was about eighteen. Wow. Wow, yeah. that's young, young. Yeah, wow, man. I mean, that's, it's funny, isn't it, that, yeah, it, like you said, he was your dad, and but he wasn't well, and so he stayed he stayed in Israel. But mm. it sounds like you managed to still have a relationship and an understanding between each other. Or was it kind of that you just sort of, you did the best you could? Or, you know, was it quite, you, know, you sort of understood that, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what I'm getting at. It's, <laughs> you seem to have a good relationship with him, despite yeah, him yeah, not yeah, really yeah. being around. It, it was a, it was, it was a, um, he was a character. Yeah. He was a very, very charming man and and a, a nice guy as well. Um, obviously, I don't remember that much because uh, I was very, very young. Um, but from my my experiences with him, he was always very, very kind. And also, um, after his death, kind of speaking to to people who knew him, they always like spoke of him very, very fondly and with a smile on their face and had amazing stories to tell me. Um, and I think one, one of my, you know, um, I was going to say, I suppose regrets is, is that I, I never really got to hang out with him as, you know, a young man or an adult mm. um, to, you know, get, get his perspective on things that I was going through. Yeah. Right. Um, of course. I suppose my mum kind of had to be my mum and my dad um, growing up. And yeah. I definitely took uh, a toll on her. I mean, she's an incredible, an incredible woman. Um, I am very grateful to, to have had her in my life. That's lovely, man. That's really lovely. And and, did, and she was, I mean, you were, I mean, how did you cope when you, when you, when you found out your dad had passed away? Hmm. How did it, did it, because you still had a different relationship than you would have done had you been around. I imagine it still affected you in the same way. D definitely, yeah. Um, obviously, I was very, very sad. Um, but at the same time, I never really felt like I had that kind of permanent father figure in, in the house anyway. Yeah. So I, it probably felt like less of a loss than someone who'd had a dad who was, you know, living with them. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe I'm lucky from that perspective. Um, but then also, I, I think it kind of brought me a, a, a bit closer to, to my dad's side of the family when he died. I, I met people who I hadn't met, you know, hadn't really spent that much time with. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's definitely uh, something which which I feel is like uh, a void in, in my life. Um, and I think whether whether we call it uh masculine or feminine energy or yin and yang energy whatever you want to call it um i i i bas i i would say i i had more of um the energy that my mum was giving and maybe it would have been nice to have um i guess like a a more permanent um male role model around yeah. growing up i think that would have been quite beneficial yeah um i was very lucky though in that um i I played table tennis growing up and I, uh, I had a table tennis coach, a man named Ellie Barati, uh, who acted as I guess the father figure, um, on the, on the days that I, I would go to table tennis practice and still now is a, a really good friend and, and mentor, I'd say. Um, and I speak to him very, very often about things related to music and life and relationships and things like that. Um, and so that's been really useful. That is amazing that, yeah, even though you, yeah, you still managed to find somebody that could still, you know, give you those, give you that energy. What an 100%. amazing man! What an amazing man! I'm, yeah, I've met a few people like that in my time. That you just do, you feel like they. I mean, there's that phrase, you know, to be taken under their wing, mm. and it really, you do feel that arm around you, like, you know, mm. I, I got you. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. For a young boy, that's gonna be that's so important. Isn't it? it really is, yeah. Yeah, I speak. I've spoken to a couple of people that like, recently, actually, whose mums had left and not the dad, and right. and and that was in, and again that was a even a, a, a different energy, you mm. know that they'd felt they you know they 
because it's funny if the dad goes people go well that sometimes happens but the, with the mum it seems to be more powerful if the mum leaves do you know what I mean yeah so, yeah yeah you know so you're lucky you know, your mum your mum your mum sounds like I, don't, I mean we've only literally just started talking but your mum <laughs> sounds like somebody that yeah it was obviously stuff going on but she's obviously she was she, she didn't sort of slag your dad off to you and all that it was still no, encouraging no. and she gave you a better, a good understanding of what was actually happening, which sounds amazing. One hundred percent, yeah, um, yeah. Haven't got a bad word to say about her. Fantastic, <laughs> man. That's so that's so cool. It's funny. It's like it's like, since doing this, and, and I've been, I've had sort of counselling myself and stuff, and hmm. and then you start to talk about your your family, talk about your mum and dad, and and it, it was recently I, I kind of worked out that that my dad had a very traumatic upbringing. And yeah. so that was sort of affected him in, in you know in, in this life now and and mm. you know my mum had stuff going on there so it's you, you kind of as you get older you kind of you you have an empathy for them. you go fuck you did all right considering yeah. the shit you went through and so I imagine yeah, yeah. your mum you know she was obviously went through a lot of stuff and probably stuff that she hasn't talked to you about or maybe but she still manages to manage to lift you up and you know, yeah which is incredibly powerful yeah it really is I think. Uh... There's there's very few people uh, who can honestly say they care about you more than they care about themselves. Yeah. And I I think uh, you know it's just so rare and it's not to be taken for granted. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's it is it's it's so people don't realise it how important it is when those people mm. come along to, and sometimes you get caught up in your own bullshit. You don't, you, you know, I know I did as a teenager. I was, oh, I just want to go out. I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think about later on the sacrifices that your mum and dad have made. To sort of, 100% man. That, that, that was definitely my feeling when I moved out when I was 18. I was just like, ah, oh, stop, stop annoying me, mum. Stop calling me. La, la, la. She'd be like making uh, suggestions of where I should go and what, you know, how I should, how, how I should get there. Like what train I should, I'm like, oh, leave me alone. I'm not anything. And, uh, and it's, I guess it's, yeah, a, a couple of years later, you then re like, actually, you know, you appreciate it. It's like, yeah. damn, it's, it's nice to have, uh, someone who's really looking after you, looking out for you, and, and caring. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it's when I think, especially when you when you meet new people, start working with new people, and you're trying to get them to care about you in some way. You know, say in in, in um, I guess in in, uh, in in business in whatever whatever uh, sense that is for you, like trying to to make people give a shit about you, you then realize, oh my God, this person really gives a shit about me and, and, and I'm, I'm not paying them. Yes, <laughs> and, they're not, yeah, and they're not paying me. <laughs> they just feel like, I feel like that for free. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Sometimes you get, get this one close. You get a bit cynical. You're like, what's the, what's the, what's the catch? Yeah, well, send this for you, mum. Yeah. Why do, why do you care about me so much? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you just, yeah, you don't realise at the time. So until later on, you go, oh shit, yeah, they actually just, they just yeah, cared. They just like, they just like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I'd go out and, I'd be late coming home or sometimes I wouldn't come home at all. And, you know, mum mm. had been sat up all night and, and it's not, you like, oh, you know, it's, oh, stop worrying, mum, stop worrying. She goes, I can't, I can't stop <laughs> yeah, worrying. Yeah. It's not up to you. <laughs> I don't want to be sat yeah, up yeah. all night waiting for you to come in. <laughs> um, so how did you feel when you moved out at 18? How did you feel? Did you feel, was it like, you know, when you left, you're like, oh, well, I'm out in the big world. Is this, this is, this is quite something. Or, you know, did you yeah. just slide into it? I, 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 um, so I moved out with, um, some friends, uh, an artist called Izzy Bizu and her drummer, uh, called Ben Batten, who I'd gone to school with, um, and, and Izzy's boyfriend at the time, Mika. And, uh, yeah, it was just really fun. We're just all musicians and we'd have parties all the time that we, the, the place was so dirty. We had mice, like... <laughs> A hundred percent of the time, we'd get home, go into the kitchen, and the mice would scurry back into the hole Shit. in the wall. But it was awesome, and and you know, my mum was like, "You're paying way too much for that place," and I was like, "No, it's, it's amazing." I just thought she just wanted me to come back and live at home, so I didn't live, listen to anything she said. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I like I liked the idea of um, of freedom and independence. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it was great. 
I, I think I benefited a lot from 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 moving out. Well, I think it's those. Well, this is it. It's those. It's those times that when you listen to when you talk to musicians or artists or anybody, the, the, their fondest memories are when they're traveling in the in the van up to gigs. Mm. You know, they're all the whole band's way to the back of this van with instruments and stuff, and they're to middle of winter and they're carting themselves around. They've got any money. Mm. But then they think, you know, and then you know they 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 they, well, they think back to those times later on when they've been playing arenas, and they go, oh, I just I just miss the van, you know, <laughs> I miss living in this squat, or I miss living in this flat where there was twenty of us in one room, and yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I feel that way anymore, though. <laughs> but uh, I, I I I refuse to live with uh, musicians now. Really, they make too much noise, they're all <laughs> disorganised, and they make too much mess. Well, yes, yeah. yeah, there's some people I know that are. Yeah, incredibly artistic, and but they yeah, but you kind of go, you are living like a pig, and <laughs> <laughs> I can't live amongst this. Exactly, I love you, but they say I can't do this. Um, I love you, but I'd like to see you maybe <laughs> once every two weeks yeah. at your place. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come to come come to mine. We'll go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll go do something else. But I shan't live with you. <laughs> I love you, but yeah. Um, it's funny, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, I think there is that. Um, you know, obviously, you, I think we all sort of go through that phase where we live in this, we live in a shit hole, and then, you know, that I think it makes us appreciate when we get to a place like you now, or you've got a place, and you go, oh, actually, there's no mice in here. This is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think there are. <laughs> Apparently, they're everywhere, so you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you? So you, you, so you, you love your music. I love my music, and and I know. My when I wanted, I wanted to be in a band, and I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a drummer. And I remember the day I I remember the, what triggered it for me was I was I listened to the Who I can't explain, and I was listening to Keith Moon, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to do that. Hmm. What was your What was your moment? Was there an album or a song, and you went, I'd love to do that? I think I was um, fourteen or so, and I was watching a video of Paolo Nutini. Yeah. Um, sing live on Jules Holland and I was just like this guy is amazing Yeah, I want to be like him that's so cool um, and I also just felt like music just really connected with me and you know it felt like my person it just felt like my thing that you know I, I was doing table tennis I was at school um, and, you know, I had all these feelings going on at that age. Uh, and yet music was just kind of this thing, which was just for me. And it got me like no one else yeah. got me. And then if someone else was listening to similar music to me, I knew there was a bit, there was understanding. I had an idea of what kind of person they were. And yeah, that, that kind of sense of connection, yeah, it really called out to me. And I was like, I really want to kind of see where this leads. So I started like putting up YouTube videos of me singing when I was yeah, 15 or so. Mm. Um, just, just to see what people thought of my singing. Yeah. Um, and I guess they, they quite liked it. Um, <laughs> cause they sent it, they sent it to like their friends and then a couple of managers, uh, got sent it. Um, and yeah, then it kind of started my, my music career from Amazing. there. That's amazing. That is amazing. It's, it's amazing that you had that kind of way of thinking because I know mm. it didn't occur to me that I could be in a band. I wanted to be, mm. but I, it didn't occur. To, and nobody said to me, well, yeah, if you want to do it, do it. You know, it kind of, I just it didn't, it wasn't until much later on. I went, oh, shit, yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's lucky that you had that way of that, that sort of, that way of thinking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because I, I think I think that's that comes from my mum to be honest. She's got um, in uh, in uh, in Jewish culture we call it chutzpah. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is uh, it's basically you just you just try it, try your luck basically. Yeah. Um, and even if it's inappropriate or uh, unlikely to get your way, you you just try it. And I think that was deeply ingrained into me growing up. Um, and yeah, thinking back on it, it's it's almost like a like an arrogance. It's like yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Yeah, it, like an entitlement in some way. Like yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, 
and I, I think I had a similar kind of mentality with with table tennis. So I, I um I was at a, a pretty good school uh, when I was uh, like eleven and twelve, and I just didn't care about school at all. No. I wanted to do table tennis for the rest of my life. So I gave up my full 100% bursary at this at, at the school called UCS um, in, in Hampstead in London. And I went to like a, a sports academy where I think the pass rate was 40% um, because I just wanted to do table tennis. Um, and it seems mental to me now that like, my mum was, I think she wasn't too happy about it, but just let me do my thing. That's cool. Which is, yeah, I mean, credit to her. Like, yeah. I don't know how I would, how I would necessarily uh, handle that if, if my kid, you know, I don't have a kid, but if I did have a kid, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How, how, you know, if they wanted to just do table tennis, a sport where at the time there was no money at all in it. Um, yeah, just I just left school and did that and then did my GCSEs a year early and moved to France when I was... Wow. For like 15 um took a gap year i don't know if you heard of the gap year uh, it's a gap year at, at 15 uh went to france to do it kind of uh semi-professionally um and then when i was out there that's when my kind of love of music took over and um yeah then sacked off table tennis <laughs> uh, and then did school and music and then when i was 17 um after having glandular fever uh, for like three months, I've, I like didn't didn't get very good AS levels. Um, notice how I've kind of uh, taken away all responsibility there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was ill. I was ill. It doesn't reflect my natural <laughs> intelligence at all. Um, yeah, I smashed yeah, it up. Right? I just smashed it up exactly. Um, I, yeah, I didn't do too well, and at the same time, got offered a record deal from Atlantic Records, and so oh, I was like, man. right, I'll do music. There it is. Well, yeah, you'd be a fool not to. If they're offering you that. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's kind of my whirlwind uh, teenage What a life. Experience. What yeah. an incredible life. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you're, say, you're going there, oh, so I did table tennis when I sat there off. National, you're national champion. I was, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you kind of had a, had a stab and then kind of, ah, well, I've done that now. It's like national <laughs> champion. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Nine, incredible. Nine to 15. That was my thing. Uh, Man, that's, that's so good. I mean, I can, I can, I can play table tennis, but not very good. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but to get to a national, like, you know, I've seen. This is the thing with people that play sports. It's like we can all kick a ball, we can all throw stuff around, but on a on a proper competitive level, it's mm. next level. The, the the skill, you know, you know, you know, yeah. You, you must have been. The, 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 people don't realize the amount of effort that goes into that. Like you, like you, very much. You kind of played it down. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, I did table tennis. You <laughs> must have been like hard at it all the time to get yeah. to that level. When I was in France, I was I was training about five hours a day, six days a week. Wow. Um, and th I think that's what it takes to, to become, uh, you know, a high level sports yeah. person. Yeah. You have to sacrifice that time. And I realized after a while, the the it wasn't really about talent anymore it's about how much pain are you willing to endure for you know for a goal of some sort yeah. and uh i just felt like my goals had changed i was no longer interested in becoming number one in the world at table tennis i wanted to be number one in the world at music yeah 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 mate and you're smashing it you know. <laughs> not yet <laughs> I'm getting there <laughs> I'm, listen after what I've been listening to you're going to be alright let me tell you that much um, <laughs> it, that. yeah I, honestly I think, you know what it's right you're right actually that um, that kind of drive you, you do have to put the effort in it's like with what I do like I do I'm a comedian Mm. And I'm, you know, and I'm now the gig's coming back after the shitty year we've just had. Like, I'm flat out, I'm really lucky, I'm busy. And I saw yes. someone the other day, and they just, and they were going, like, oh, mate, you're there, you're here, you're there. You're like, yeah, you have to be, like you yeah. said, you have to put the time in. You can't just sit and wait for the phone to ring and someone to go, you know, hopefully someone will book you for something, you know, and to be, and, you know, like last night, someone was saying to me, oh, you're really good at this. I'm like, yeah, because I put the effort in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that, and it takes that. You can't just sit on your ass all day watching Bargain Hunt. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, as much as we'd all love to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But also actually being busy and 
trying to do something is yeah. really fun. Like, it's really fulfilling. Like so, sometimes I think, oh, wouldn't it be nice if if I could just watch Bargain Hunt on the sofa and get paid a million pounds a day? <laughs> yeah. But then actually, I, I think after I've, I think after a while, even that would get boring. Yeah. After a week or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's the doing which does give you a lot of fulfillment. But this is it. This is why this this last year and a bit has been such a struggle for people. I think. Just yeah. because yeah it's all like you say the initially we were kind of like well we have to be in our homes and we're stuck we go, okay this is what we have to do and you know and for a lot of us it was kind of like, all right well this is what we're doing you know it can't be helped but as it went along we were like, actually it was nice to be needed somewhere it was actually nice to have things to do yeah. you know there is you do need that you do need you know deadlines and places to be things to do you know we, we need purpose we need purpose yes um, I think it's one of the biggest like pillars of self-esteem, just like having some purpose and some, something that you're um, working towards. Yeah. I, I can't remember what book it was that I was reading, but they described happiness as the, the gradual but eventual uh, realization of a worthy ideal. Wow. So that's probably not the exact translation, the, the exact quote, but it was basically whatever whatever your ideal is that you deem worthy, if you are gradually working towards that, um, that is essentially happiness. Yeah, that's really cool. Or yeah, one part right. of it anyway. Yeah. Well, this is it. It's, this comes up a lot as well. People talk about happiness and trying to be like, get find happiness. And you're like, do you know what you want? You want contentment. You want to be able to mm. look around and go, oh, yeah, this, this is all right. This is actually cool. Yeah. And you got things to work towards. I like that. I like. I, I've, I, this is, I've talked about this a lot. Like, what would I do if I came up? If I came into sort of a lot of money, hmm. and you're like, well, yeah, that'd be fine. You wouldn't have that to worry about. But then, what would you do? Like that drive, that that want for be, to be better, and you know, having things to do is what pushes mm-hmm. us on. Like you just said, like purpose is yeah. so important, isn't it? And I think that's why a lot of people struggle with their mental health because, yeah, they haven't. They don't have a thing to, to work towards, unfortunately, for whatever reason. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah I had um, a bit of a, an epiphany, maybe like three months ago. I was watching uh, Westworld. Have, oh, you, have you seen that show? I've seen bits of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The general premise is that they uh, they build these uh, robots who the, the AI the AI is so good they've like long passed the Turing test, which is uh, basically a test where people. Uh, uh, decide whether or not they can tell this robot is a robot. So they've long, long past that, right? People cannot tell, right? And they build this, this like park for people to just like do whatever they want to these robots, right? And I think it's like $40,000 a day just to go to this park. Wow. Anyway, I digress. It's, it's all fictional, obviously. But, yeah. um, <laughs> well, but for now, um, you know. <laughs> but the, 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 the basic idea of the show is, is you know, these, these robots, they call them hosts, um, like they have consciousness. It's, it's, you're, you're basically deciding whether or not they have consciousness and what they want to do with their lives. And I kind of got myself into a bit of a, you know, situation where I was like, wait a minute, if, if you can do pretty much um, anything and and if we're just like robots, you know, very, very complicated robots um, and there isn't kind of like an objective, like point of the world, um, which it would be because when you think about these robots, you're like, but can't they see? There's no point to their existence. You're They're right, just robots. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute, why is that different to us? <laughs> like, why do we feel like there's so, so much uh, meaning to our lives? And it's because, you know, we, we feel as though our lives are important. Like yeah. I, 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 I thought about it. It's like, in a way, if you really, really think about it, it's like we're in a game of Sims, right? Yeah. However, we have to act like we're a character in the Sims yeah, right. as opposed to the person playing Sims. That was my that was my epiphany three months ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it. It, it really messed me up after seeing this Westworld uh, thing. Where I was like, wait a minute. 
what the hell am I doing and why? <laughs> but I think that's it, isn't it? If you start to question it. But the, the, if, you, if you dwell on it too much, yeah, you won't do anything and you'll just feel like everything's meaningless. And I, I found as that as uh, like I found that I have to live as though I'm a Sims character, i.e., doing stuff. Yeah, you know, trying to like um, making the most of it, making, making the most yeah. of it, even though you also have this uh, idea that there isn't necessarily a point to a Sims game. You just enjoy yourself, right? There isn't necessarily a point to life. You just try and make the most of it yeah um, and you you create purpose for yourself yes uh, and that 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 was that was something which kind of uh was a bit of a hurdle three months ago <laughs> but, but i got over it sorry <laughs> if that was a very like long-winded way of explaining no it. it's perfect it's absolutely brilliant because it's come up before where we've talked mm. about the fact that really depending on what you believe to you know you're there isn't like we are just we're just here we happen we just it just it's a it's a it's a, a chemical reaction that meant that we are now we now exist and we are mm. now aware that we exist and yeah. so and we have this unquenchable thirst this like we need to know why why yeah. are we here why and this is why we're chucking ourselves off into space and <laughs> the depths of the ocean or wherever we're always exploring going, where, why are we here what's the point what's the point what's yeah the point? yeah yeah and if you really sit down, like you say, you just go, we're just here. We yeah. are just here. But luckily we're aware we're here. And so like you've just said, we should, you know, it's a fucking miracle that we exist. So yeah. let's like go, oh my God, this is fantastic. This is awesome. Yeah. So let's try and make the most of it, which is easier said than done, as you said. <laughs> it is. You know? There was, there was another thing which uh, I, can't, I can't believe I'm, I'm that guy right now, just like spitting out quotes. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so there was another thing I read, which was, I think it was by um, Einstein, where he's like, you can live as though um, nothing's a miracle or as if everything is. And I think, I think yeah, one has to uh, live as though everything's a miracle because you can equally rationalize that nothing's a miracle, especially after watching Westworld. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, I think that's a much more fun way to live. I think so. And it all depends on your mood as well. Cause I know like, I'll have days when I'm wandering around and go, oh my God, look, bread bins. Who came up with a bread bin? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, then the other day, other days I'll be like, oh my God, just shut up. Just, <laughs> why am I, why, just, why, just fuck off. You know, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. you know, but you, yeah, and that's normally down to the amount of sleep I've had. <laughs> Dude, one hundred percent. So I, I went, I went to see a therapist like three years ago or so, and the first thing he asked me was, "Are you sleeping?" Right, and I was like, yeah. well, "Well, actually, no, I don't get, I haven't been sleeping that well." He's like, "Right, let's start with that." <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, don't realize it's so true, man. Like, if I've had five, six hours sleep. I hate everything. I doubt myself. I think people are, you know, worse than they actually are and they're out to get me. Um, and I see the negative in everything. But if I've had eight, nine hours sleep, the world is a beautiful place. Yeah. And the, the wonder, there's wonder in the world. And, oh, amazing, this mug. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, what was the genius that it took to create <laughs> this? Like... There's, yeah. It says, warning, may start talking about jujitsu. What a funny thing. Are brilliant. They came up with that. <laughs> Good Genius. to have that warning out there, though. And it is, I'm exactly the same. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I have to physically say to myself, it's, it's the middle of the night. Why are you worrying, why are you worrying about that now? Why now? Why you can if you're gonna worry about it, worry about it tomorrow. It's, it's you can't do anything about it at one a.m. You know, there's no point. You know, just try and get try and get yourself in a nice place so you can have a you can get yourself a decent sleep, and then you'll be in a better position to worry about it because you'll be able to think it through and probably come up with a solution rather than yeah. let it all pile up. I think people don't realise like we, like you've just said, sleep is so important. You know? Have you read that um, Why We Sleep book? No. I think, uh, let me check. So I think his name is Matthew Walker. Let me just double check that. Matthew Walker. Uh, yes, that's him. So he's got this book called Why We Sleep. 
Yeah. And um, it basically talks about the pros of getting good sleep and the cons of not getting good sleep. And it makes the most incredible argument for why you should just get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> for like eight hours or so yeah and uh and it makes complete sense i i, I think I, I needed to read that book because i'm gonna get it, does, it yeah it's, it's good man it's really good um i think there's this like kind of romantic romanticism romanticization whatever the word is um about staying up late and you're like oh yeah i'm just kind of this lost soul <laughs> 2 a.m scrolling through youtube videos of the top 10 best boxing knockouts in the world on YouTube and you think you're, you know, you're just kind of doing what needs to be done. And it's, it's this beautiful thing where no one else is awake. Um, but really you're going to feel terrible yeah. tomorrow. And I, I, I really do. Yeah. It's that, it was that old, there's that saying, isn't it? You know, sleep on it, sleep on it, you know? And yeah. it, and it, that really works. It does. I mean, you always, I know I've done that. I've, I've had issues I've been worried about or arguments or whatever. And, and, and I, you know, like just, you know, yeah, sleep on it. And then the next morning you go, Oh yeah, it feels clearer now. I know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it. And again, it's easier said than done because we do get ourselves all worked up. And I think we do, you know, we are too busy. It's easy to look at the world and go, everything's on fire. Everything's, you know, knackered and and that feeling of hopelessness as well. Like you see that, like you see what's going on in, in Palestine and you'd kind of, mm. you're like, oh, I, I just wish there was something I could do, you know? And, yeah. you, and you, that feeling of hopelessness keeps you awake at night, you know? It, and, and then you feel, and you feel guilty as well. You feel, oh, you know, you feel bad because you're like, you know, you're, you're not in that situation and you feel, oh, that's not fair. And it's, you know what I mean? And you get caught up in all these things and, if you give a shit, you get, you, it does worry you, you know? Yeah. I think it's also the time of the day where, you know, you're not stimulated with, with, you know, social media, work, friends, you actually yeah. have time to think about things. And, and so you often think about the most pressing things at that time. And it's, True. it's tough, isn't it? When, when you get like angry at that time and frustrated, ah, <laughs> oh, oh, I wish this would happen and, and this would happen. But there's nothing you can do at that time. So you're right. The the best solution is to sleep on it. Yeah, I always, I always like if I'm really struggling, I'll just put an album on that I love, one that I've listened to a thousand times, and I'll just have it on like really quiet and just, mm. I just get sort of lost in that and drift off. It always helps me. Music, right. music to me, is more important than than anything. I love it. Right. I really what, love it. What yeah. what, you, what are you listening to at the moment? Oh, um, it always changes. It changes at the minute. I'm I'm in, I'm getting lost in. Um, Dennis Wilson's album um, Pacific Ocean Blue. He was a, okay. He was a drummer in the uh, the Beach Boys. I just love it. It's just, it's just a really nice album. There's a song that we played on our on our radio show that they uh, River Song, which is fantastic. If you've not heard it, I urge you to have a listen. It's, a, okay. it's fantastic. You'll love that. You'll love that. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, do it. River Song by Dennis Wilson. Dennis Wilson. It's fantastic. Song. Nice. Okay. It's really nice. So what have you got coming up, Zach? <laughs> What's happening? So um, I have got two shows at the Jazz Cafe coming up on the 21st and 22nd of September. Um, the 22nd has sold out. And I think there's about 30 tickets left for the 21st. Fantastic. So I don't know when this is coming out, but it might might not be that but that many tickets when when this comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's coming up. Um, I'm probably going to put out uh, another track in the next six weeks or so. Cool. Um, we're just getting it mixed at the moment. Um, and also looking at the production on another the, the song, which is going to come after that, which is actually about um, mental health and right. and specifically mental health in men. Right, um, yeah. I'm not going to say what the title is yet, um, <laughs> but it's, it's basically talking about um, all the kind of different ways that one can be a man. Yeah. Um, and how there isn't necessarily one way to be a man. Um, and I think that prescribing to that narrative is, is quite harmful for anyone who doesn't fit into that um, yeah, stereotypical uh 
man uh, image. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's really important because people are, we do evolve and we do change. Like those, like you say, those, the way a man was viewed, you know, say 20, 30 years ago, isn't how it is now. People are more fluid than they were, mm -hmm. than they were before. We did, then we, then we kind of talked about, you know, we've all been, people have always been that way, but for some reason we've like hidden stuff and mm. oh, that's not what a man does. So it's really important to have these conversations it's, and, and for men to have these conversations, you know, with each other yeah. as well. It's, yeah, you know, it's that's that's wonderful, Zach, that you're doing that, you know, and you know, because it's it's Thanks, yeah, it, this is the thing. I think we are questioning things now, and we are having these conversations. And and like my generation might not benefit; we'll benefit a bit, but not so much as the next generation. Like your, it's it's really encouraging to hear that the, like your generation are making those are making those steps as well. You know, it just it just it just makes me realise that yeah, do you know what? We're going to be all right. People are going <laughs> to be all right. You know, because I've got yeah, sons yeah. your age; they're twenty three and twenty nine. So, oh, cool. Yeah, and I listen to them. I listen to them talk, and you're like, oh no, they do know what's going on. They have an, yeah, they yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. know what's going on, and it's, it's it, it makes my heart sing, Zach. It makes my heart <laughs> sing, mate. It really does. Good to and hear. It's, it, it's been a real joy to talk to you. Um, yeah, you too. It's been lovely, and mate, the jazz cafe—that is incredible. <laughs> I've seen a few Thank bands. You. Have you have you played there before? I haven't. No, I haven't. Um, but I, I saw Joy Crooks there, and she was incredible. Yeah. Um, incredible artist, um, and and also Sinead Harnett. Uh, I know played yeah. there, um, but I've never played there, so I'm looking forward to doing it. Mate, you're gonna smash it. It's gonna be <laughs> so cool. I'm a massive fan of your work, and it's been a real joy to have you on, Zach. Appreciate it, man. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.